Welcome to the Reality Revolution. The focus of today's episode is love. How can we increase the love that we give to the world? How can we increase our capacity for love? How can we understand this love? It's the most important thing that we are doing in this world, and that is loving and understanding love. No matter who you are, no matter what you're calling, you too can be a transformer of love. You can touch another heart and many other hearts who are waiting just for you. Souls who will respond only to the unique expression of your heart. I mean, when we get right down to it, there is nothing more important than increasing our capacity to love. A disciple once asked Gautama Buddha, would it be true to say that a part of our training is for the development of love and compassion? The Buddha replied, no, it would not be true to say this. It would be true to say that the whole of our training is for the development of love and compassion. The Apostle John said essentially the same thing in his beautiful exposition on love. This is the message that ye heard from the beginning, that we should love one another. He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. If God is love, and we were made in the image and likeness of God, as both Genesis and the scriptures of the East tell us, then at our very core, we too are love. The One created the universe so that we and He could experience more of the wonders of that love. That is why most, if not all, of the critical issues in our life revolve around the innate need to give love and to receive love. When we lament the lack of appreciation or respect or even self-esteem in our life, what we are really yearning for is love. When we feel compelled to take those tortuous twists and turns through the labyrinth of life, painful as they may be, it's because we're trying to recapture the experience of divine love that is native to our soul. The labyrinth takes us over the high peaks and into the deep chasms of our own inner terrain. The landscape has been shaped by our karma, the consequence of the choices we have made in the past to love or not to love. Each time we come to a catalyst, we again come face to face with the choice to love or not to love, to open our heart and share our gifts or to shut down and pretend no one is home. Since the journey is not always easy, at times we take the safer, lower road so that we can catch our breath. And sometimes we never make it back to the high road. It's understandable. Maybe we were deeply hurt in this life or a past life and we don't want to open our hearts and be rejected again. Maybe we're angry with others or even with God for the loss of a loved one. Or maybe we feel guilty about our own shortcomings and have convinced ourselves that we don't deserve to be loved. In some cases, we unconsciously wall ourselves off. I know I have. We retreat into the castle of our heart and 
position layers upon layers of defenses around it so that no one will get too close to us and we won't get too close to anyone else. The reason I know this is that is me. But these defenses keep us insulated from the very thing we crave, an intimate experience of giving and receiving love. That's when the universe conspires to wake us up and get us back on the high road. Mark Prophet says, all experiences on earth are to teach us the meaning of love. All relationships on earth are to teach us the meaning of love. Everything that takes place for the education of the soul is to teach it the meaning of love. Because love is the power that shakes the universe and sounds the one pure tone that gives to every man the freedom to embrace his own divine presence, his own divine plan. If we can embrace this truth, that all our experiences are designed to teach us how to give and receive more love, then suddenly the circumstances of our life make sense. We are awakened to the need for a higher walk with love. And the journey into these deep chasms and over those high peaks becomes a sacred trek. Be patient toward all that is unsolved in your heart and try to love the questions themselves. Rainer Maria Rilke once said, live the questions now. What are some of the questions that we must live on our journey of heart mastery to give more love, to increase the love in our lives? How can I open my heart and freely share my love with others? How can I empower my heart so I can fulfill my reason for being and soothe those who are in pain? How can I heal my own heart from the pain of the past that limits my ability to increase and give love and expand my capacity to love? How can I give to others and still find time to nurture myself? How can I enter my heart to fan the inner fires of love? How can I become a living transformer of love? We must understand the true importance of this. Love heals all. Love makes no demands. God is love. Therefore, love is omnipotent. This is the one power that has no equal. Love in its wholeness means complete understanding. Love understood is the power that works for righteousness. So it is inevitably a great healing power. We need to understand this word love in its broadest sense. The purifying, integrating, and unifying qualities of love make it the ultimate power. Love is the true answer. It is the true way. Love illumined is complete understanding, giving complete dominion. Where there is complete understanding, there is always unity, harmony, and sameness. Love means sameness, oneness, unity. When we experience difficulties, it is because we are not living the right way lovingly. We must love the object of our love just for itself, not for what it can do for us or may give us. We must love God for His sake, not for ours. In love, there is no condemnation. You know love by being love. Love is always easy, happy, harmonious, working, understanding. In accepting love as a powerful healing agent, we must be ready to acquiesce in its behalf at all times. When we experience trouble, 
it is because we do not correctly know what love is. Teach us this true love so that we may become conscious embodiments of it. As Joseph Murphy says, in order to lead the triumphant life, you must be moved by love. The language of love may be poetic, but the actions of love are extremely practical. When we love, what we must do and what we must let go of become obvious. You say to yourself, I love, therefore I can't carry around this anger or pride or selfishness or jealousy. I am love. Therefore, I can't hold on to this resentment or bitterness that saps my creative energy. I am love. Therefore, I can't have this condition in my life stopping me from doing what I must do. What are you willing to do now? And how are you willing to change in order to be love in action, to increase the love in your life? Try this exercise. Write down, I am love, therefore, and then fill in the blank. First list the things in your life that have to go so you can love more, whether it's pessimism, fear, selfishness, anxiety, feeling sorry for yourself, or a lack of self-confidence. Maybe you need to give up staying late at work so you can spend more time with your family. So you say, I am love, therefore, this self-concern has to go. This worry has to go. This false sense of inadequacy has to go. I am a pillar of love, therefore, I invite the angels into my life to help me clear this condition of consciousness that stands in the way of the full flowing of my heart. Next, write down the positive vision of what things will look like once you have loved, when you are loved. What is your universe like? What is your life like? What is your heart like? How do you treat yourself? How do you treat others? Then affirm aloud with all of your being the love commitments you've written down. I am love, therefore. I want you to write these down in the comments. I want to see what you're saying. If you say, I am love, therefore, I can travel the world. I can provide great services to others. I can create beauty. I can be there in times of pain for others. Whatever it is you want to say, declare that. In order for us to truly increase the love we have, that we can give to others, that we experience in our lives, we must connect with soul love, not the transparent, inconsequential love that we have on a daily basis. Serenity comes when you love as your soul does. You magnetize love rather than working hard to have it. You amplify love instead of reacting to its absence. You stay neutral and are transparent to the energies around you. You keep love flowing by accepting and allowing people to be as they are. When you love as your soul, you love unconditionally, not needing to receive anything in return for your love. As you create the intention to increase love in your life, you will have opportunities to radiate qualities of soul love to someone special. You can radiate the qualities of soul love to the same person every time, or you can work with various people. It is powerful to pick the same person to connect with as you radiate soul love, for you are sowing the seeds of love that you will later emerge as positive changes in your relationship. If after you've chosen a particular person to link with, through your love, someone else comes to mind, link with that person too, and send them love. There's some important soul reason you feel drawn 
with a particular person while you're practicing a particular quality of love. There will be something about this quality that will heal, evolve, or bring this relationship to its next level. You can radiate the qualities of soul love to groups as well as to individuals. Your heart centers awaken through group awareness, group love, and group activity. I want you to continually remind yourself that love is the most powerful energy in the universe. I know that sounds cliche. You've heard it in the songs. But it's a real thing. And if you continue to say it, you start to understand the subtle meaning behind it. There are many energies in your universe, the energy of other people's wills, desires, and emotions as they try to get you to do what they want, the energy of your soul leading you along your path, the energy of the light that leads you all back home, and so on. You live in a world of energy. You're experiencing and being affected by the energy all around you all the time. There is no energy more powerful than love. As you learn to love as your soul, unconditionally you're bringing into your life the most potent force in the universe love creates miracles and heals all wounds and purifies all lower energies you cannot give love away for the more you give the more you will receive in return when you choose love you bring about the highest good for yourself and others offering love is always the right choice with love you can transform purify Neutralize, lift, expand, connect, harmonize, balance, amplify, magnetize, accept and add light and beauty to all the energy around you. You can transform or be transparent to people's emotions and thoughts, neutralize negative energy and harmonize with all life in the universe. All the energy in the universe responds positively to love. So we must be love. Bring love to an ever-growing circle of life around us. To experience the serenity of soul love, of the highest form of love, of unconditional love, start by breathing in, filling up with light. Calm your emotions. Breathe out all thoughts you do not want. You already know how to call your soul to you and blend with it without going to any particular plane of existence. You can blend with your soul and align your heart center with your soul's center simply by thinking of it. Call your soul to you now and feel its beautiful presence gently enveloping you. Its jewel descends through your head center until it surrounds your heart. Feel the shift or the click as these two jewels come into alignment and picture beautiful light shining out of your heart. Sense your soul as a radiant sphere of light all around you. Love flows into your heart center as your soul and your body come together. And imagine your heart center so radiant with love that love flows out from it, creating a field of love all around you. Love radiates outward from your heart center, going far beyond your body. This field of love that radiates from your heart has many properties and qualities. The love that radiates from your heart center can be magnetic and transparent. It can amplify love, accept and allow and flow out freely and unconditionally. 
from its serene center of love, your soul knows only peace and a certainty that all is well. Your soul knows there is nothing to fear, to defend against, or to get upset about. Your soul knows that love is the most important and powerful energy in the universe and knows how to love. Magnetize love in all good things to yourself. Your subconscious mind, your true self, your soul is serene because it knows how to magnetize love. It does not struggle or work hard for love. It experiences an abundance of love at all times. You can experience the magnetic quality of this love and draw love and all good things to yourself. Sense the magnetic quality of this field of love that emanates from your heart. Imagine magnetic rings of love spiraling out from your heart center, drawing love to you in all its forms, aspects, and expressions. As you radiate soul love, you are magnetic to the beauty and love within people and to all good things that the universe has to offer. Many of the things people do for other people are for the purpose of receiving love in exchange. People may have taught you that love is something you had to earn through your good behavior and through fulfilling other people's needs. You may have trouble setting boundaries with others, thinking that to do so you might hurt their feelings or push away their love. If you think love comes to you only when you earn or deserve it, it is time to experience the magnetic quality of your soul's love. Reflect on your relationship with someone that you've selected to link with, to send love to. Are you working hard to earn this person's love? Doing things you do not truly want to do. Are you feeling pulled between doing what you think the other person wants you to do so that this person will love you and fulfilling your own goals and aspirations? What do you think this person might do? Or how might this person feel if you stop doing the things you are doing to earn love? Sense your heart center filled with your soul's magnetic love. It is not what you say or do. It is the love that is the essence of your being that draws people to you and keeps them with you. Fill your heart center with your soul's love. Radiate the magnetic quality of love to the person you choose. Feel how magnetic your love is to receiving love in return. Translate your connection into a statement that defines the new way you are going about doing this. You might say, I offer you my soul's love. It is the most important gift I can give you. I now magnetize the highest and best that our relationship has to offer. If it applies, you can also add, I will no longer work or struggle to win your love. I will not try to win your love by anticipating your needs and filling them. I will honor your ability to fulfill your own needs. Take a moment to think about all the love you have received from this person. Appreciate how magnetic you already are to love. Recognize all the ways that you easily and naturally draw love to yourself. Amplify love to increase it. That pure form of unconditional love is serene because it amplifies love. Your soul's love amplifies love. Your soul knows it can always find love in every person and in every situation, no matter how terrible they are. When you amplify love, you see the love that exists even when it seems to be buried, absent, or hidden. You can then act in more loving ways, even around people who are acting in unloving ways. You can assist others in awakening the love that lies dormant within them. And you can become a secret agent of unconditional love. Even the most difficult situation contains the seeds of love just waiting to emerge. 
oftentimes you will notice that you are the love in that moment and you can amplify it and bring this love to all around you. Imagine going outside on a clear night to look at the stars. At first you may see nothing, then only the brightest stars. As you continue to look, more stars come into view until you see stars everywhere. This is similar to how your soul amplifies love. Take a moment and let your soul amplify and light up the love that lies within you. Just as you can see stars on a clear night, imagine you can see more of the love within you. Acknowledge all the love, compassion, and kindness you already express and embody. As you amplify the love within yourself, you have more love to offer others. Blend with your soul and experience the field of love that emanates from your heart as you align your heart with your soul's center. Imagine you are making more visible all the love that is present in yourself, in the relationship, and in some other person if you have to. Acknowledge all that is good and beautiful in this person, both the qualities already demonstrated and those that are emerging. Ignore anything you do not like about this person. Make a statement that reflects your decision to amplify love, such as, I will work at the soul level to enhance the love that exists between us. I now amplify love so that we may experience new qualities and expressions of love, find new ways to love, and bring love to new areas of our relationship. You can link and focus with your soul on the amplifying quality of your soul love if you have been fighting, if you're feeling rejected or taken for granted, or if you're having trouble recognizing the good in another person, if there is a problem between you. Think of this area as your soul link and radiate love that amplifies all the good and light that exists between you. You can keep working at this soul level until the love that is buried, hidden, or absent emerges. Working in this way increases your capacity to love and makes it easier to know what loving actions to take. This pure soul love, this unconditional love, is serene because it's transparent. Your soul offers love that does not add any of its own coloring to the energies about it. Its love flows out transparently without interfering with or being changed by the energies it touches. Your soul can be transparent to any energy that is not love. It chooses what energies with which to resonate. You can experience the serenity of transparent love, a love that creates no resistance, does not add any of its own energy, and that allows you to not be influenced by others' energy. Pure love is serene because it is accepting. It accepts the universe as it is. It allows things to be the way they are. Your soul does not live in a world of polarity. It accepts the good and bad, the high and low. Your soul loves others regardless of how they live their lives, act, dress, speak, or behave. This pure love accepts people as they are, no matter what their beliefs, opinions, or outlooks on life, no matter what their politics, no matter how ugly or beautiful, no matter what race, religion, or creed. As this pure love flows out through your heart center, experience the accepting quality of love. Feel your love for an acceptance of every aspect of your being. Sense your soul's acceptance of all your habits and traits and characteristics. If there is an inner voice that criticizes you, it is not the voice of love. It is a sub-personality who needs you to love it, no matter who you are, how you act, or what you say. Your deep inner soul accepts and loves just as you are. Make a statement 
that affirms your accepting love, such as I love and accept you as you are. I allow you to feel, act, and be any way you want to be. Feel the serenity of love as you radiate in accepting love unconditionally. Love yourself and others unconditionally. This pure love is serene because it is unconditional. Your soul loves without needing to receive anything in return. Pure love is a quality of being, a shining light that lifts and soothes and comforts all that come within its sphere of influence. Its love flows out generously and freely. It does not measure how much love to give by how deserving people are. This pure love, without needing appreciation or acknowledgement, praise or reward for its love, is perfect. It does not come and go based on the actions or reactions of others. Experience the unconditional love of your true being by receiving the unconditional love for you. Your soul loves you without needing anything from you in return. It loves you when you are close to it and when you are not. Its love is like a river, a current that is always there for you to tap into. Love is oneness. The oneness of love makes the patterns of light between the self and others more beautiful with every thought, word, and action. I will say that when you awaken the love in your heart and it begins to circulate through your body, you allow this love to move to your head, which opens your third eye in a unique, loving way. You also open up your solar plexus because it provides the will of love. And you start to link your heart, your head, and your solar plexus together. And these centers and circulate energy among them as you practice the quality of this pure love. You can experience an expanded state of love. You experience a state of love out of which right actions, words, thoughts, and deeds can flow naturally. People have described this state as cosmic consciousness, unity consciousness, Christ consciousness, and living in touch with source. In this state, you feel your oneness with the web of life, which you are a part of. You can express the higher ideals of love, serve others, and become group conscious. You can receive and radiate the love of the enlightened ones to connect with your heart centers with light and move more fully into a state of love. So if we want to increase love, the secret to attracting what we want is to start to become it ourselves. Rather than desiring to be loved, be love. If you want to increase your capacity to give and receive more love, start by giving more love to others. Sometimes I've found this involves doing something you don't want to do. Opening your heart to embrace the person or situation that pains you could be one of the most life-transforming experiences you'll ever have. It can also be one of the most courageous, for love takes courage, and it takes will. Love takes courage because it forces us into unknown territory. Courage is the development of the love and wisdom of the heart that emboldens us to take the action that is right, honorable, and necessary, even if it is temporarily uncomfortable. In The Road Less Traveled, M. Scott Peck aptly describes love as the will to extend one's self for the purpose of nurturing one's own or another's spiritual growth. He says a genuinely loving individual will often take loving and constructive action toward a person he or she consciously dislikes, actually feeling no love toward the person at the time and perhaps even finding the person repugnant in some way. If we stopped extending, if we have stopped giving because it is uncomfortable, if we've stopped giving love because it doesn't feel right, 
then we've stopped loving. I don't grow if I don't stretch. I found that tests of love come when I'm really tired. Someone needs help and it's inconvenient and the last thing I want to do, but doing it forces me out of my comfort zone. And if I can't get past the point of pain in doing it, the blessing never comes. Like athletes training for the high jump, reaching a new level of love is at first a push. It takes practice. But as we keep stretching, we become more agile until we master that jump and we're ready to raise the bar again. In the realm of the heart, whenever we allow ourselves to move beyond the arbitrary limitations we have accepted, we expand our capacity to love. Our soul wants us to exceed those limits and therefore we often unconsciously magnetize the people who will bring us face to face with the next bar. That's the catalyst that they're talking about in the Quo material. Relationships are notorious opportunities for stretching the muscles of love. And you don't have to go very far to find someone who needs your love. In fact, most of the time there's someone right outside your own doorstep or inside your home who is crying out to you to open your heart a little bit more. Now, you don't need to become codependent with someone, which can sometimes be a distortion of love. That's when you give power to others to define yourself. Experience their sense of self and worth through others. We're not trying to do that here. It's normal to care about others, but it's not healthy when our concerns about others become self-destructive. So we can't let our love become self-destructive in that way. So many people under the illusion of being nice, writes John Gray, sacrifice too much of who they are and thus lose their ability to truly love and get the love they need. One thing the masters of love do tell us is that it becomes easier to love when we make it a habit. They say that love flows with spontaneity is love that has been generated through habit. Love is momentum. Loving is momentum. And you gain momentum by doing something every day and doing it when it's not easy by priming the pump of the fount of love where your heart will be ready on a moment's notice to soothe a troubled heart, a tired body, or a soul in pain. When people need love, they need it now. When they are in distress or despair, when they are sick or suicidal, they need an immediate transfer from your heart to theirs. If your baby is crying, you don't wait until you're finished what you're doing to find out what's wrong. The same principle applies whenever you are dedicated to increasing the flow of love through your heart. You're on God's hotline, and He can tell you any time of the day or night, I got somebody in need, go and help that person. When we love, we don't say, I care about you, but it's just too inconvenient to do this or that right now. Love is measured by the actions we take, and it means the most when we're able to give it consistently and under extraordinary circumstances. The masters of love tell us that if we can keep our heart open, even when it is painful, we can be an agent of compassion and positive change on this planet. The ancient Jewish mystical tradition Kabbalah teaches that every one of us individually contributes to the condition of the world moment by moment. We either increase the force of good or we increase the weight of negativity. It teaches that evil in and of itself has no power. It is literally our negative thoughts, feelings, and words and deeds that empower evil. Conversely, the good that we do deprives evil of its power and compels the divine world to send blessings to our world. And when enough of us embody the quality of love one by one by one, 
the world will become a loving place. As Gandhi once said, it is my firm faith that we can conquer the whole world by truth and love. I'm not saying to ignore yourself when I'm talking about serving others or being loving. If you want to empower your heart, start by listening to what your heart says you need at that moment. It could be anything from stopping to smell the flowers to getting a back rub to exploring a career change. Listening to our heart is empowering because it's the first step to taking responsibility for our own needs, which we need to do to give more love. If you want to love, take the time to listen to your heart, advises Jack Cornfield. In most ancient and wise cultures, it is a regular practice for people to talk to their heart. In the heart of each of us, there is a voice of knowing, a song that can remind us of what we most value and long for, what we have known since we were a child. Sometimes we deny the voice of our heart. We think that taking care of our own needs is selfish. But when we take care of our own needs, we are recharging our spiritual and physical reserves that we in turn can give more to others. If we don't nurture ourselves, we can't really value and nurture others. Jesus said, love thy neighbor as thyself. In other words, love your neighbor as you would love yourself. If we can't love ourselves, how can we then love others? Before Buddha could begin his life's mission, he had to learn a serious lesson about self-nurturing. For six years, he practiced intense self-denial and bodily mortification, becoming so weak that he finally fainted. After he discovered, he realized that by denying his bodily needs, he was undermining what he most wanted to accomplish. With a weakened body, he later explained, I could not devote my last existence to compassion. He needed to care for himself before he could care for others. We too must take care of ourselves so we can deliver compassion and love to others. When you need time alone, gather your inner forces and take it. When you need time out to refocus on what is priority in your life, take it. And when you need nurturing, don't hand the job over to someone else. If you look to someone else for love to make up for the fact that we don't love and honor ourselves, we can fall into the dangerous trap of idolatry. We can say to ourselves, ah, oh, here's the most wonderful person I've ever met in the whole world. At last I found the person who will love me perfectly. Now all my problems will be solved. This is a trap and a formula for disaster. When you love yourself, you take responsibility for your life's direction and for fulfilling your personal needs. But as I said before, love power far outweighs any other kind of power. That's why the sages of the East and West say that it doesn't take a lot of people to create a spiritual transformation. It takes only a very powerful heart to ignite a transformation. I believe the world can be saved by one or two people with enough love. When we love purely for the sake of loving and not with any ulterior motive, God entrusts us with more power because he trusts us to use that power wisely. Pure love always brings power. For the more we love, the more powerfully our heart can affect other hearts. Paradoxically, as we receive more power, it is always a test of how much more we can love. The tests come in many guises. These are catalysts. How do we treat the children in our family? How do we treat those who depend on us at home or work? How do we use money? And what do we spend it on? How do we use the authority we have been given from this power to serve others or to serve ourselves? Have you ever watched a seemingly gentle person or even yourself suddenly become transformed when given a certain amount of authority or responsibility? Before that new title or position, he looked like a saint and afterwards they metamorphize into something terrible. 
Without an infusion of love, power can become quickly out of balance, and each new increment of power demands a greater infusion of love. When we are in the midst of a test of love, and we're slipping out of balance, there will always be something or someone who holds up a mirror to show us that our halo has become a bit crooked. Another key element to this is gratitude, and gratitude strengthens when we are grateful, we establish a sort of figure eight infinite flow of love from our heart to the heart of God. And we send love and gratitude to God, light and blessings return to us. Now, I'm not talking about a God outside of us, but I'm talking about that principle of that inner power within us. If we don't take a moment in our busy day to feel and express profound gratitude to the spiritual source that continually gives us breath and life and opportunity, we're not tapping the tremendous resource of energy that is available to us at any hour of the day or night. When we consciously cultivate gratitude, we get into the habit of seeing the positives. We don't take things apart before they've even had a chance to breathe the breath of life. We're more balanced and at peace, and therefore, we're more able to give love. Scientists discovered a dramatic demonstration of love's transforming power when they looked at the difference between the effects of love and frustration. Write David MacArthur and Bruce MacArthur. Frustration creates a chaotic pattern in our heart rate variability, which is the speeding up and slowing down of our heart rate. In contrast, they say a deep heartfelt feeling of sincere appreciation produces balance, ordered pattern that is generally associated with efficient cardiovascular function. It is a dynamic example of tr the transforming power of love operating at the level of our physical bodies. Gratitude is love. When this pattern is present in the heart, other systems in the body are strongly affected by its order and efficiency. But I mentioned gratitude because when we have it, when we have gratitude, we want to give more because our cup is overflowing. I believe that God knows about our mistakes and he still loves us, even in our darkest hours. He sees our great spiritual potential. If we are to create an alchemy of the heart, a transformation and evolution of the heart, that's what we need to do. If we can view situations from the God perspective, we can begin to love as God loves. How can we love as God loves? When you get into a difficult situation, try asking God to show you how he loves. This is all just a surface level discussion of how we can increase love. And obviously, we're in a schoolroom for love, so there is so much for us to learn. It takes years and years and decades to learn about the subtleties of love. The most important thing to remember is that love is never wasted. Don't think, should I give love in this moment? As Washington Irving said, love is never lost. If not reciprocated, it will flow back and soften and purify the heart. There is no unreturned love wrote Walt Whitman. The pay is certain one way or another. No matter what happens, love is always worthwhile because every moment of loving brings us closer to the higher love our souls are seeking. At the most fundamental level of our being, we are yearning to reunite with the divine love. I finish this with a short little prayer that I found very powerful. I am the light of the heart. I am the light of the heart, shining in the darkness of being, and changing all into the golden treasury of the mind of Christ. I am projecting my love out into the world to erase all errors and to break down all barriers. I am.
the power of infinite love, amplifying itself until it is a victorious world without end. You can find all episodes of The Reality Revolution at therealityrevolution.com and welcome to The Reality Revolution. <laughs>